Five ACC teams are headed to the men's NCAA tournament. Eight ACC teams are headed to the women's NCAA tournament. It's March. It's madness. We've got a lot of teams going, but can any actually win the NCAA title? Let's talk about it. You are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to today's edition of Locked On ACC. I'm your host, Candace Cooper, and today's episode is brought to you by Run Your Pool. March Madness is here, and Run Your Pool has a better way to create your bracket. RunYourPool.com, the premier sports pool hosting service. I've got Kenton Gibbs of Locked On Wolfpack joining me today. Kenton, how you feeling? Hope you've had a good weekend. Yeah, it's great as always. Uh, I, I, I've had a very good weekend in my hometown. And, uh, you know, it's, it's been a it's been a blast to, you know, come back home and tap in the roots every now and then. No doubt about it. Now, we have a lot to go over. Clearly, we have some ACC championship game recap. More importantly, we got teams dancing in March Madness. So I wanted to talk to you about that. The Virginia Tech Hokies, men's basketball champions, didn't think they would be the ultimate ACC champions. But I guess that's why you play the game. Initial reactions between their matchup uh, against the Duke Blue Devils. Did you feel like it was a gimme to Duke, or did this Virginia Tech team have a shot? I mean, I knew Virginia Tech had a shot because you don't know which Duke team is going to show up. We've seen a very good version of Duke sometimes. We've seen a very bad version. Guess which one showed up for the ACC championship? Yeah, the struggle. But that's the take nothing the, away the over-pressured from Duke team, I think, in their head. But that doesn't take anything away from Aluma and Mutz and company. They did their thing. They did their thing. You still have to show up and win the game, even if the other team is playing poorly, which they did. They did. They did what what needed to be done. And it's so interesting to think that this team was a if if that dagger three pointer against Clemson doesn't drop, how different does this ACC tournament play out? Exactly. Exactly. And then what's crazy to me is I feel like. Duke has been in position to ultimately like stamp on Coach K's farewell farewell tour and hasn't capitalized. So the Saturday game against Carolina, it's the the parade. They don't do well. It's the ACC championship. They pretty much skate their way into the finals and then boom, they wet the bed. What was it going to say for this team as they're moving forward into this postseason wrap up? It could be a one and done for Duke. And wow, would that be the ultimate? poop on a log for Coach K. I mean, I'll say this. Coach K knows, as well as anybody else, when you do a farewell tour, it is no longer about you. I mean, it is no longer about the team, rather. It is all about you, and that's the reality. 80-something players inviting over 200 former players. What did you? What effect did you think that was going to have a bun- on, amongst a bunch of 18- to 22-year-olds? By the way, your team's median age is much closer, especially amongst the players who play big minutes, much closer to that 18 than 22. What did you expect? What did you expect? You didn't do all this after the game. You didn't do all of this in a separate ceremony like, hey, the game will be Saturday. We'll do all these things Sunday. You did all of this uh, hoop on and all that the day of the game. What did you expect? And we've already talked about that, so I don't need to dig too much deeper into that. But the ACC tournament, I just think it was a, a case of uh, there's a lot of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde to this Duke team and that you just don't know which one is going to show up. Dr. Jekyll 
can for sure win a national championship. Mr. Hyde can absolutely get bounced in the first round. That's very fair. And, you know, just credit to me to Virginia Tech's team. They really played on Duke just emotionally being not necessarily going toe-to-toe matchup to matchup, but they kept bullying them. And so normally you see some teams who are like, oh, my gosh, it's Duke. We're going to kowtow, but not Virginia Tech. Every single game that they were in in this ACC tournament, they looked locked and loaded. But I also think we always preach about veteran leadership and how that's going to be so critical What's to say Virginia Tech is not the hottest team in the country right now? I mean, I I think that they are uh, very hot at the moment. The the only thing standing in their way is, let's just be honest, that's an experienced team. That's a rugged team. It's a team that doesn't have a ton of talent. Like, that's the realistic, that's just be honest, you know? <laughs> Like, this is a team that lost to NC State earlier this year. Like, you yeah. know, like yeah. we're not going to. Well, we, I hate that the NC State has to be the litmus test for whether or not a team is good or bad or talent oh, come or on talentless. Now. Okay, okay. Oh, come on now. If you have the ability to lose to this year's NC State team, you're not that talented. You're just not. You're not. And, okay. that, again, that is not to say we have seen teams less talented than them win it all. Sure. Has it been recent? Absolutely not. We we have not seen in recent years uh, a team as as you know. It, the, I'll tell you this: if uh, what what is the young man's name? Is it Storm? Is Storm it Murphy. Storm? If Storm Murphy or Luma are not firing on all cylinders, and and Mutz, if if those if you don't at least get two of those three firing at a high capacity, they're cooked. They're yeah. And this this is not to disrespect that team, but big three is two more than many colleges have, one more than a few teams that got into the tournament have. Well, I would add but, Maddox to the Hokies list. I think he is the one who can shoot, you know, drain threes if he wants to. The young oh, man absolutely. with the Duke five cut. Yeah. But I, I think that I for me, I don't include shooters in that list normally unless they're good at creating it off the dribble. Because for a shooter, you need certain things to be in place. How many different ways doubling, can you tell us that Virginia Tech doesn't have talent? <laughs> but that's the thing. But but here's here's what I'm saying to saying this. They're not the least talented team in this conference. Sure. I mean, in the tournament. They're not the, the – they wouldn't be the least talented national championships ever, champions ever. But I'm just telling you the reality that this team is not world beaters and, and you're not out there like, oh, my God, four of these guys are going to be top 20 draft picks next year. It's not that. Who's the least talented NCAA tournament champion to you? Who? I mean, we would have to go back some ways, but there's there's been some teams where you just like when would you look up Kimba Walker, Kimba Walker's UConn team. I mean, on that team they had Kimba, and Kimba turned out to be. But that's a, one person who honestly hasn't had the greatest career. Let's keep but it but mind you, mind you, that team also had Hashim to beat, who was a number two overall pick. Who? who Hashim to beat was the middle of their two three zone, and he was who? <laughs> I mean, listen, who he played for right now? He played Puerto Rico. He probably, no, played, for, he probably played for the Grand Rapids Drive or something in the G League. I don't know, <laughs> but um, you know, that, a shout out to the uh, Fort Wayne Maddens. That that might be where where he no the the Greensboro Swarm. He ain't out there. Okay, Greensboro well, Swarm. That's it. He uh, who knows where he is? Okay, <laughs> just know. Just know that at that time, Hashim Tabit was seen as one of the best big men in the, in the nation. So, is that the one where old boy was crying about getting snacks, or was that a different team? I I can't remember. You know who I'm I talking about? Remember. It's the light skinned boy with um with the soup coolers. 
and he was crying about not getting snacks. Was he was he on Syracuse? Was that he has like a he has two names. God, that's gonna bother me. Michael Carter Williams? Yes. Yeah, yeah, Michael Carter Williams. I want to say he played for Syracuse. Syracuse? Okay, yeah. yeah. That's one where he cried about snacks. Okay. I got him. I thought he was on UConn for some reason. Anywho, uh, say all that to say, there have been talentless teams, but Virginia Tech to me, like, why not them at this point? I, I mean, mean listen, for everybody, man. everybody in in the whole AC right now, it's like, I mean, you have everybody got shot. I mean, listen, we we've seen I like I said, we've seen worse. We've seen worse. There is a lot of teams. There are, or let me not say there is, there are a lot of teams who I can see coming away with this thing, but many of those teams, I could also see them eh, not going so well. So I see a lot of upsets and I really want to talk about that because I feel like there's so many teams that are going to have their feelings hurt in this first round of the tournament. And we've got five in the men's side who are going on to do big things. But first guys, we said March Madness is starting this weekend. So you've got to get your brackets ready by going to runyourpool.com along with standard brackets. Run Your Pool offers game types like Survivor or Pick X. They have options to edit scoring and they offer more intel to make your picks all stuff you won't find at ESPN or CBS. Clearly, we believe in Run Your Pool because, like I said, we're running our brackets there ourselves. So if you want to go ahead and get your bracket down into Pure Madness at checkout for $10 off your custom pool, that's runyourpool.com slash locked on for your chance to win a cash prize of up to $1,800. We look forward to seeing and beating you there. Now, Stat Heroes NCAA single game pick and pits the star players against each other in an amazing hybrid between fantasy and sports gambling. Candace Cooper here wanting to make sure you guys know that I love and hate those buzzer beaters because the drama hope oh, leaves you in so much pain when you are on the other side of it. That's what happens when you are in certain ACC matchups. I need X, Y, and Z to happen, and therefore I am going with Stat Hero. It gives you the advantage resulting in their game. Gamers winning four times more often. Why? Because Stat Hero eliminates the mystery about who or what you are going up against. Sign up for free right now at stathero.com slash locked on and use promo code locked on for a 100% deposit match. That's stathero.com slash locked on. All right, we're rocking and rolling here with Kenton Gibbs of Locked On Wolfpack, and we are talking about the ACC and the men's tournament and how they'll have eight, eight, eight five Bye. amazing teams. Sorry, I got my women mixed up. I was already getting excited to talk about women, but here we are. I had to talk about the guys, Rutgers and Notre Dame, the first game to kick off for us on Wednesday, March 16th at 9-10. The fun styles of having the games on the top of right of the screen and you see all the other games rolling as you're trying to figure out if your bracket's busted and it's madness, but here we go. Notre Dame, Rutgers, 9-10, True TV. What you got? Ooh, this is tough. This is tough because that <laughs> Rutgers team has been good. That Rutgers team has been good all year. The record does not really tell the full story of how good that Rutgers team has been. Yeah. However, Notre Dame has been much more steady than them, much more, not even close. Rutgers has had moments where they've beaten a Purdue team uh, that at one point in time was looking like the best team in America. I don't think Notre Dame has ever looked as good as Rutgers looked in that moment, but I don't think they've ever looked as bad as Rutgers has at certain points during this season. Um, I think that they've they've got something good going over there. They can shoot the ball extremely well, but even if they're not shooting the ball well, I think they take care of the ball well enough to where they'll 
they can uh, they can do some things with Rutgers. You know, I really want to see Cormac Ryan go off. I want to see Blake Wesley go off. I'm really ready for, you know, the opportunity to just see Lazuski drain threes in a game that's not against North Carolina because you figure it out how to drop 27 when you want to, especially with those boys in blue. I want to see the same type of energy. KTSE, keep that same energy. Let me see. What I really love about Coach Mike Bray is he's one of the best second-half adjustment coaches, in my opinion. He's able to be like, oh, you thought you were running zone. Try that again. You know, he's making you have to do man or whatever it is. He's going to make you earn whatever when you get. So hopefully they come out on top. It's like, let's not waste time here. We know we probably shouldn't even be in this by game. But I hope I will pick Notre Dame, and I'll be a, a homer at this point. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I got Notre Dame taking it. All right, so then Thursday we have North Carolina facing Marquette. 19 and 12 Marquette team number nine seed facing the 24 and nine North Carolina seed in the East region. It'll be at 4.30 on TBS. So you thought you were watching Charm, but boom, here you go. Carolina Marquette matchup. You know, as much as I want to be like, go heels. I can't even hold you, dog. It might be a quick trip to Fort Worth. Really? Yes. Wow, that's, that's interesting. I, I mean, listen. Marquette teams, they're they're always a tough out. A shock and smart coach Marquette team. Listen, I'm not I'm not disagreeing with you. Shock and smart is one of the best minds in the game. I'm sure I'm not disagreeing with you. With all that in mind, it's tough to pick up against the 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 size that these hills have. It's tough. It's tough. I mean, between uh Baycott and and Manic, you're you're looking at some really you're, you're looking at a tall order to begin with. And then, I mean, y'all point guards, y'all guards got a lot of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde in them. But, but if Leaky Black is healthy and defending at a high level, I mean, the other team's best perimeter player going to have a hot, uh, a tough night. I don't know. I don't know. I, I As much as it pains me to say this, I, I think that, that UNC is going to take this one. You know, here's just hoping that they take the beating they got last year and want revenge, and that's why they come out on top. Let's play for something. If you play for nothing else beyond just making it to the next round, having to potentially face Baylor in Fort Worth, Texas, which, again, I say we might not make it out of Fort Worth. That's okay. All I want you to do is get revenge, get an extra lick, get a lick back, and we can move on about our business. If and one then after game, that, you, you're going to wear a shirt watching the next game that says, I just hope both teams have fun. I just Listen, <laughs> I, I can't tell you much about Baylor. All I know is it's in Fort Worth. People find their way in Texas to get to where they need to go. So I'm just feeling like we're going to be a one and done out of here. That's fine. Needless to say, we'll move and adjust. Friday, we'll see Miami take on USC at 310 on True TV. Miami, the number 10 seed. They will face the Trojans, who are number seven seed out of the Midwest region. Miami, a team that was hot, spicy, almost beat Duke in that ACC tournament. I know they're probably feeling like they should absolutely have been a higher seed because of how well they did, could have done this season. So they know they have the potential. But Trojans are nothing to sleep at if I'm keeping it in the band. What you got, Kenton? The key to this game is the key to the MCU and making their movie shorter. What is Wong going to do? If he decides to show up and do a lot, they they have oh, USC is going to be in some trouble. But we saw uh, who did Miami get eliminated because I want to say it was Duke, correct? Yeah, Duke, yes. Duke eliminated against Duke. He couldn't do much. He couldn't do he much. Didn't. And granted, and granted, granted, with Duke, they're always going to get a little more physical than the average team, and the whistles <laughs> are always going to be a little slower. But okay. 
you know, we're not going to go there today. Uh, no, but seriously, I, I, I think it's all about uh, what Wong does. Don't get me wrong. They have many, many pieces. They mm-hmm. really and truly do. You know what I mean? That that the uh, They're big, can stretch the floor. He can pass Wardenburg. the ball. He can rebound. Yes, Wardenburg. He can do a little bit of everything. And their guard play has been tremendous coming down the stretch. The, the old man guard that plays a lot like Andre Miller. Uh, Charlie, he, Charlie Moore. Yes, Charlie Moore. Charlie Moore looked like he's straight out of the, the, the mid-80s, maybe even further back. He, that boy looked like looked his like name Charlie. is Charlie. <laughs> like, he looked like a Charlie. He looked he looked like a Charles. He looked like a Charles. Don't call me Charlie, sir. My name is Charles. My name right. is Charles. Okay. 100%. Charles Moore. Thank you. Uh, but, yeah, no, no, no. I, I, think, I think that he honestly – uh, I think that again, this this thing is going to come down to what Wong is going to do, and they have many pieces. You forgot about pieces. your favorite, Cam Mcgusty. You forgot about your dog, K Mac. Listen, I I love me. I, that's why I said they have many pieces. Mcgusty is actually a dynamic offensive piece. He's oh, a dynamic. He's a bucket. Piece. He just has. He has just too much attitude at times. So you got to calm it, down. Exactly. Bro. Exactly. And it's and again, it's not about what Mcgusty is going to do because you know what Mcgusty is going to do. You know. You know what I mean? Like he's gonna give no his all to the time. game. There is a you know a rap quote coming. He he give his heart on that court. And he may he may get you a tech or two in the process, but hey, he, he's gonna give you everything he got. Wong looked like he went missing a lot in that Duke game. It looked like it was times where he just wasn't engaged, wasn't fully into it. And I'm yeah. sure that's not the case, but from the outside looking in, that's what it appeared to be. So uh I think that he's the key. Uh but with that being said, I think that. USC has done an excellent job uh, of recouping from losing the Mosley uh, brothers and all that. And I think, I think USC gets them some We Okay. Virginia Tech and Texas. Virginia Tech coming off that ACC win in Texas. They are Texas. 21 and 11 on the season. Record doesn't reflect how good they should be. But they'll be in the East region in the first round. They'll be playing at 430 on TBS. Who you got, Kenny? Texas has been uh, an underachieving program for a little a bit minute, in yeah. terms of in terms of basketball, and Virginia Tech has been overachievers. And I'm sorry, but the over is always going to take the under. Um, Virginia Tech gets the job done. They get the job done. There's again, I, I, I talked about the fact that uh, Aluma Murphy, but they are to me a, a, a trio of guys that. At the end of the day, it's tough to go against experience in uh, at this time of the year. And they're not just an experienced team. They're an experienced team of winners. That gives them the edge to me. Yeah, that's a good one. Then we have Duke and Cal State Fullerton, and we feel like Duke can squeak out, right? We're not even, we're not even stressed about this one. If Cal State Fullerton <laughs> pulls off this upset, <laughs> let me talk – Directly to Duke Nation right now. Let me talk. Bring to the camera close. Bring it in. Bring it in. Bring it in. Okay. Let me talk to y'all. Oh my God. Do y'all know how un- in- insufferable those fans from Chapel Hill are gonna get with you? Any fan who doesn't like Coach K. Do you, you can forget, you can forget Carolina. Do you know how insufferable Tom Izzo's stands are going to get with you? Tom Green, uh, Roy Williams, all of the folks who cared about any of the great coaches in this area. Do you know how insufferable they're going to be to you if Duke gets a one-and-done against Cal State Fullerton? Man, y'all, y'all better ban Paulo from that campus. Y'all better ban Williams from that campus. Y'all better tell Theo John you wasn't a part of Brotherhood for real anyway. Get out of here. You're not allowed back, young man. Because I'm, I'm telling you, 
I'm telling you, the heat it will bring on this team to lose this game, you don't do it to yourself. <laughs> don't do it. With that being said, I think Duke rolls. They better I, roll. We pray. We pray that it's not even up for discussion. Dear God, help us all. It's that time of year again. College basketball tournament finally here. We love us some March Madness, as you can see from all the latest odds, contests, and player options. BetOnline.net is the number one sports for all sports number one source for all of your sports betting needs. Listen, it's not just basketball, though. BetOnline is your continued place for all of your sports wagering, information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline.net. BetOnline is where the game starts. So we're wrapping up here with Kenton Gibbs of Locked on Wolfpack. You can catch him talking about NC State each and every day he's on youtube yet or almost there almost there we we got everything set up i just i just gotta i just gotta finally start doing it don't worry it's coming soon folks love we can't wait to see the passion first front first hand there it is okay first hand hand. got it oh trust me if y'all haven't listened to the episode i dropped last night there was plenty of passion in there talking about the ncaa and what they've done to this nc state women's team but proceed well, let's talk about the Spokane region, the first four. We've got Florida State facing off against Missouri State. You know, one, let's credit Florida State for getting in the tournament. They've had an up yes. and down year, but they 100%. were able to squeak in and find a way. So kudos to them. Now, when it comes to playing these four first four games, you don't want to get caught slipping. You figured out how to get here. Let's stay here for a little bit, shall we? What you thinking about this matchup, Ken? I, I think it's really tough because Missouri State is, is much better than – if you're a casual women's basketball fan, you would not know how good this Missouri State team is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and their conference as a whole actually is surprisingly good with the top uh, three or four teams being like NCAA tournament quality. Not saying that all three or four got in, but the all NCAA tournament quality. Uh, with that being said, I think Florida State is hot right now despite uh, an early exit from the ACC tournament, and I think that they uh, squeak one out here. No doubt. And then we'll jump to Friday. There's a lot of games going on there. We've got South Florida taking on Miami, a part of the Greensboro region in the first round. Miami, the team that nobody expected to get as far as they did in the ACC tournament, and yet they were the finalists. They came away with not so much a great you know, championship matchup because NC State just outwomaned them heavily. But needless to say, you had to get on notice about Miami. Now they face a pretty decent South Florida team. It's not one to sniff at. They play at 1130 ESPN2. You know what's interesting? Those teams, not only are they geographically extremely close to each other, they're very similar in styles of play. Mm. The bigs are just there to rebound for the most part. And you (laughs) let the guards and the wings do the scoring. And with that said, you know, I, I think this is going to be a tough, grinded out uh, game. And, and, you know, they're going to be looking across the floor at each other, like twinning them and twinning them. But but the reality is, I think uh, Destiny Harden makes the difference here. And she is the best scoring big in this game. Or I don't even know if she would be considered a big, but she'll be the uh, best scorer out of that front court in this game. And I think she's the difference here. Miami, uh, Miami pulls away at the end. Florida Gulf, Florida Gulf Coast, say it three times fast, and Virginia Tech, they'll play at 2.30 on ESPNU out of the Spokane region. The Hokies clearly have the ACC Player of the Year in their arsenal. Why not doubt the Virginia Tech Hokies right now? I feel like they're pretty much going to give you everything they got. Oh, absolutely. But the question is, how healthy is Kitley? Last True. time we saw her, last time we saw her, she uh, hit the deck, took a, a very tough spill, uh, hurt her shoulder a little bit there, and and 
she one of the more underrated parts of Kidley's game is she is consistent with that mid range. How does that shoulder affect that, right? And how um, much can so, we depend on Miss Shepherd to be the exactly a woman? Exactly. So you know, excuse me. Uh, this this game to me comes down to how healthy is Kidley. I think they roll if Kidley's healthy. If not, I think this one is a lot tougher. I think this one is a grinded out. You know, it, it down to the last minute. But I think Shepard hits just a, a few too many shots, a little too much offense from Virginia Tech. And then getting into our evening games here at 6 o'clock, we'll have Louisville face Albany. A nice little just touch-up, warm-up game. Pretty much a little pickup game for Louisville, no? Absolutely, it should be. Again, <laughs> Louisville is another one of those teams. If y'all lose this first round, boy. Oh, Lord. I know your coach ain't retiring, but I'm just saying, if y'all lose this first round. Can't say a lot. Hey. Hey, hold on now. This, this, some folks are going to talk some talk to you. Yeah, they'll be out of the Wichita region there. Then we'll see Georgia Tech in the Spokane region face off against Kansas. They'll play at 730 on ESPN. You Yellow Jackets, we need Miss Kubak to go ahead and go off, keep it rolling, keep the energy high. They're definitely a, uh, an emotionally invested team, right? Not only do they have you know talent, but like they feed off each other's energy. Absolutely. The only problem is that energy does not always help them put the ball in the basket. You know, what sometimes you get a little excited. Gonna, <laughs> what are what are they going to do to correct some of those offensive miscues that we've been seeing virtually all season? Yeah. Uh, at the end of the game, at the end of the day, doesn't matter how well you defend if you can't put the ball in the basket at at least a marginal level. Uh, and and mind you, they have shown the ability to do so for a majority of the time. But mm-hmm. when they get cold. Oh, they get colder than than standing on the icebox where Omarion's heart used to be in the middle of the winter, standing butt naked in Alaska. So, you know, there it is. There's, uh, I I think that this, I'm fairly certain that this Georgia Tech team makes it out of the first round. But that's one that should be on upset alert. Okay, interesting. North Carolina will face off against FSF Austin in the Greensboro region first round. Great to be a part of the Greensboro region for the Heels. I'm sure they'll be on ESPN News at 7.30. I will get back to the NC State. I know you thought I forgot, but I did not. But North Carolina, SF Austin. The Heels, I just, similar to the men, the consistency. You can be a really good team when you want to be, but when you're bad, you stink. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? Too much Too much from Daisy Kelly this game. Too much. They don't. Mm-hmm. Stephen F. Austin doesn't have anything to, to put up against that. Okay. Too much. Deja Kelly is, unless Kai Crutchfield is checking her, who didn't make any uh, ACC all-defensive teams. Very interesting. But anyway, unless uh, Kai Crutchfield is checking her, the woman's a walking bucket. And I, I think that uh, her and the uh, her supporting cast from UNC, just a little bit too much for Stephen F. Austin. Bridgeport region, we've got Notre Dame facing off against UMass at 7.30 on ESPN2. A very young Notre Dame team. Welcome to tournament season. You figured you had a little rough go there in the ACC tournament. Maybe this time will be a little bit different. You know, sometimes young teams need that, that you know, pop in the face to say, hey, wake up. This is not, you know, you're not just going to get Ain't by. Ain't no do-over. <laughs> exactly. And you're not going to get by on just being the higher seed or the higher ranked team. You have to go out there and prove it. And, and I think that 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 first round, or not first round, but their first game exit uh, from the ACC tournament was what they needed to wake them up a little bit. I think they take care of business here. Absolutely. And then we'll talk very briefly about the NC State women who have yet to have their opponent, but they are the number one seed out of the Bridgeport region, a very difficult region at that. 
we're going to have to really just give all the spirit fingers, ACC spirit fingers to this squad if they want to make it out of said region. Kenton, how are you feeling about your team? Do you feel confident that they could win the whole thing? I'm going to bet online tomorrow, and I'm putting all my money, everything I got on NC State to take it all. And let me tell you why. Being put in this region, it once again shows the NCAA has no morals, no ethics, no decency to them in any type of major way. They said that the the regions were designed the way they were because of uh, the S-curve competition, and they wanted to avoid having teams play each other even though they've already played, despite the fact that the eight and nine seeds are both teams that NC State has played before. So unless they believe that Mount St. Mary's or Longwood is going to pull off an upset against NC State, unless they believe that that's going to happen, the reality is NC State will have to play a team that they've already played in the second round. Hmm. Interesting. With that being said, um, I I had a talk uh, with with a, a good friend of mine about this last night. Uh, I wholeheartedly believe NC State gets this done, and I believe that this goes down as as one of the toughest national championships to win in recent history. Oh, wow. Look at that. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and argue with you because you know your team better than anyone else, but I strongly encourage you guys to listen to the Locked on Wolfpack podcast because he goes into very good detail about why and why not, you know, the NCAA committee got it right. But more importantly, you know, we talk about wanting to grow the game, but I think we're at the point now where you have multiple good teams. So you don't have to keep doing these repeat or skate to the final finishes or setting people up for not necessarily success. So I don't disagree. I think that the NCAA wants to grow the game in the state of Connecticut, which congratulations. You've already cornered that market, (laughs) NCAA. People in Connecticut are already excited about women's basketball. They have no other programs to be happy about at the FBS level, at the Division I level. Okay? We get it. We get it. Ticket sales should not drive where teams end up, and yet here we are. And again, the NCAA has has shown uh, wanton disregard for NC State in the past, and they're doing it again. But like I said, people are talking about having to play Connecticut at home or, you know, having to play what is, uh, on in essence, a road game against Connecticut. Guess what? Connecticut got to play us too. They got to stop Alyssa Kunane. They got, oh, they got that Paige Bukas girl. We got a girl that has shut down multiple players who are on uh, ACC's first team, period. You look at the statistical splits from when uh, other teams' best perimeter players, are, and again, I'm talking strictly first team all conference. You look at their splits from when they're playing every other team to when they're playing Cockroach Field, it is markedly different. Yeah. You've got a glue pair, player like Kayla Jones. You've got a point guard, a, a floor general like Brandon Perez. You've got an a absolute bucket like Diamond Johnson. You've got Jakia Brown-Turner who can do a little bit of everything. You've got Jada Boyd who's already won a sixth player of the year. This team is primed and ready, and they're going to do it in Bridgeport, even if it means going through UConn. All righty. Well, there it is. Can, where can these folks find you and, most, and follow all of your work? Absolutely. You can find me at LO underscore Wolfpack uh, on on Twitter. You can find me at Locked on Wolfpack wherever you're hearing this. And um, yeah, that's that's pretty much all I got for you. You can also find me at TGIF underscore Ken. But please be aware that is Kenton, the man, not Ken, the sports broadcaster. 
Thanks again for making Locked On ACC your first listen each and every day. Make sure you check out the Locked On Bracket Breakdown March 14th right here on Locked On ACC podcast feed and YouTube channel. College experts Chris Gordy, Andy Patton, and betting expert Lee Lee Sterling give you the in-depth breakdowns on every match. So we'll get ready for that. For Candace Cooper and Kenton Gibbs, we hope you guys have a great rest of your day. Until next time.